This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In a few moments, we're going to tell you about a very special resource called the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Book. This Bible study tool will help you fully trust the goodness of God and experience God's favor in every area of your life. Find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called The God of My Valleys. I just wanted you to see before we look at the solution what God says about valleys. That they are inevitable, that they are impartial, that they are unpredictable, but you are gonna go through these in life. You've been through them in the past and you're gonna go through them again. Now in just a second, I wanna wrap it up by talking about what do you need to remember when you're in one of these valleys. The valley of failure, the valley of fear, the valley of conflict, the valley of dryness, the valley of grief, the valley of trouble. What do you, what do, you do? What do I need to remember? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Three things God wants you to remember in a valley. Number one, remember I'm not alone. God is with me. Remember that I'm not alone. God is with me. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. By the way, that word shadow of death, uh, that's one word in Hebrew. It's salmawet. Salmawet is the valley of the shadow of death. It's one of the valleys of life. Guess what? You're going to go through that one. That's one valley everybody here and everybody on earth is going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. And he says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Now, look at that there verse on your outline, and I want you to circle the word through and circle the word you, because those are the two most important words in Psalm 23, verse 4. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Two key words, through and you. Through, the valley is temporary. You don't stay in the valley, you walk through it. You're not going to live your entire life in the valley. You're going to walk through it. It's temporary. That's an important thing. It's temporary. And he says, you, you're not alone. You're not going to walk through it alone. God is with you in the valley. Now, I want you to circle the word shadow. I want, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Friends, sooner or later, this shadow is going to cross your path. If it hasn't already, that shadow of death is going to cross your life. I've lost a mom and a dad and a brother and a son. And as pastor, I've lost a lot of friends. And I've stood at more bedsides in their final moments than you would ever want to stand at. 
I have seen the valley of the shadow of death probably more than anybody in this room, unless you're a nurse. But it's going to fall across your life at some time. That shadow is going to fall across your life. You know what I've learned in watching that so many times? I've learned that shadows are often larger than the real thing. You ever seen a shadow of a truck that was bigger than a truck? Yeah. Shadows are often bigger than the real thing. The other thing I've learned is that shadows can't hurt you. You ever been run over by a shadow of a truck? How do you handle that? It's not like a truck. Is there a difference between being run over by a truck and being run over by the shadow of a truck? Yes. And, and so you, it is your fear of death because you're not ready to meet God. It is your fear of the shadow of death that haunts you. Fear is always greater. It's an image without substance. That's what a shadow is. But here's the most important thing I've learned about shadow. There cannot be a shadow without a light. The shadows in your life are the evidence of the presence of light in your life. If there was no shadow in your life, there would be no light. Because there's no light, there's no shadow. Shadows imply the presence of light. God is with me. God is with me. And the way you deal with shadows of death or the shadows of despair or the shadow of depression or the shadow of the fear that you're losing your mind or the shadow that you're gonna die alone or the shadow, you name your fear. How do you deal with the shadow? Here's how you do it. You turn your back to the shadow and you look at the light. And all of a sudden, you don't see the shadow anymore. Every time you get afraid, you need to look at the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who believes in me shall not walk in darkness. He who believes in me will not stumble in darkness. I am the light of the world. The first thing God said when he created the universe, let there be light. The Bible says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. When you are scared by the shadows in your life, you just need to turn around and look at the light. Stop focusing on the stuff that's scaring you to death. Those bills, those fears, those worries, that stuff that goes around in your mind, and just get your focus off your fear and get your focus on the Father. You look at the light, and the shadow can't hurt you. In fact, you don't even see it. And when you're going through a tunnel, how do you make it through a tunnel? You keep your eyes on the light at the end, and you just keep going. Remember that God is with me. Shadows can frighten you, but they can't harm you. Look at this verse on the screen. There's benefits even in the shadows. In Job 12, 22, God uncovers deep things out of darkness. God uncovers deep things out of darkness, and he brings into light even black gloom and the shadow of death. I've told you many times since Matthew died, I learned stuff in his death, but I've never learned any other way. 
spending hours and hours alone with God for 122 days after my son died. The stuff I learned in the valley of the shadow of death, I would have not learned any other way. God uncovers deep things out of darkness. And God says, just remember, you're not going through this by yourself. You may not be able to see me, but I'm there. And if you see a shadow, guess what? Its presence shows there's light. Isaiah 43, verse 2. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. And when you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. And when you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not burn up. The flames will not consume you. I don't know what valley you're going through. But the antidote is Psalm 73, 28. As for me, God's presence is all I need. I've made the sovereign Lord my shelter. And if God is the sovereign Lord of your life, he is your shelter. I don't need anything else. As for me, God's presence is all I need. Remember, I'm not alone. Number two, second thing you need to remember when you're in a, when you're in a struggle and in a valley, remember that God has a good purpose for my valley. Remember that God has a good purpose for my valley. Remember this whole chapter, this whole psalm is on the goodness of God. God is a good God. God cannot do evil. It is impossible for God to do evil. God can only do good in your life. God has good plans for your life. And so I remember that even in the problems I'm going through, the valleys I'm going through, the valley of conflict or grief or fear or failure or whatever, God has a good purpose for my valley. Romans 5, verse 3 and top 5. We can even rejoice in our suffering. Knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And that kind of hope does not disappoint us. There are a lot of kinds of hope in the world that are false hope. This kind of hope does not disappoint us because God has poured his love into our hearts. God is building character when you're going through that valley. And that character is going to outlast everything else. But Stephen Curtis Chapman has just written a new book, and it's called Between Heaven and the Real World. And he discusses all the valleys he's been through, including the loss of a child. We're in a club that nobody wants to be a part of. And he says this in an interview. Jesus tells us, in this world, you will have trouble. It's fact. But then he says, take heart, because I've overcome the world. He's saying that there's another story being told that we don't always see. And frankly, Stephen says, if I didn't believe that, I'd be an extremely bitter and angry man. My little girl's death underlined and solidified what I knew and believed, but it made it more real. And when there was nothing else to hold on to, I heard myself say, God, I'm going to trust you and worship you, and it's not because there's an audience watching. I'm going to bless your name, whether you give or take away. Previously, to, you know, his daughter died from a freak accident. Previously, I, I, I'd gone 50 feet below sea level, and I thought it was dark down there. But I also learned that God was with me. But now, I was pushed 100,000 feet below sea level, where it was darker 
that I could ever imagine. And I found the same thing was true down there as well. I remember I'm not alone. And I remember that God has a good purpose for my valley. Hosea 2.15 says this. I love this in the New Living Translation. I will transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. Oh, some of you need that verse. The valley of trouble actually is a valley. It's the valley of Achor. I didn't have time to cover it. It's covered both twice in, in Joshua and it's covered in Hosea. And you're gonna go through the valley of Achor too, the valley of trouble. And God says, I will turn the valley of trouble into a valley, a gateway of hope, a doorway to hope. One translation says, I'm gonna turn trouble valley into hopeful valley. Colossians 1.11 says this, God will give you, God will strengthen you with his own great power so that you will not give up when troubles come, but you will be patient. He's not just gonna give you his presence. He's gonna give you his power. So I remember, I remember that I'm not alone and I remember that God has a purpose, a good purpose for the valley I'm in. The third thing I remember is that the reward will last forever. This is not the end of the story, friends. And you're gonna be rewarded for being faithful to Christ in the valley of failure, in the valley of fear, in the valley of conflict, in the valley of grief, the valley of brokenness and the valley of trouble and all the other valleys that are in scripture. Colossians, 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our present troubles are quite small in relative to eternity. Our present troubles are quite small and they won't last very long, yet they are producing in us an eternal glory which will last forever and is greater than anything we can imagine. You won't be in heaven one minute and you'll be going, what was I thinking? Why did I complain so much? Why did I gripe so much? Why did I worry when I was going through these different valleys of life? It was worth it all. Now, I don't know what valley you're going through. Psalm 107 says this, up here on the screen. Some were living in gloom and darkness like prisoners in chains, suffering in chains, because they'd rebelled against the commands of Almighty God. You weren't doing what God told you to do, so you're in a valley. And they had rejected his instructions. And as a result, they're worn out from hard work. But then in their trouble, they called to the Lord and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of their gloom and darkness. He broke their chains in pieces. And they now must thank the Lord for his constant love and for the wonderful things that he did for them. Now, until we get to heaven, we're gonna face valleys. Believers have accidents, disappointments, financial problems, family issues, mental illness, physical illness. We all go through valleys, but here is the difference between a believer and an unbeliever. For a Christian, for a follower of Christ, going through the valleys is different from a non-believer. 
not because of the absence of the shadow, but because of the presence of the shepherd. I will be with you. The Lord is my shepherd. And he gives me his promise of power and purpose and protection and peace and his presence. I don't know what kind of valley you're going through. Some of you are in the depth of the darkest valley. I have no doubt about that. But regard, regardless of the type of valley, it's not going to last. There is a way out. And you have a shepherd. But you've got to decide to make him your shepherd. The Lord is not your shepherd unless you've asked him to be your shepherd. Unless you've surrendered your life to him. Unless you've said, God, I can't make it through this valley without you. When you do that, now the Lord is my shepherd. And I have everything I need. And he does all these things for me. Did you notice the change in tense when we went from verse 3 to verse 4? Verse 1, 2, and 3 is how God helps us in the good times. He leads me. He guides me. He helps me. He, he, he meets all my needs. He makes me lie down and rest. He provides everything I need. It's, it's third person. He now we get to the problems, and he switches, and I says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. He didn't say, he is with me. He's not talking in third person anymore. Nothing makes the ultimate intimate faster than pain. Now he's not talking about God out there. He's talking about God in here. He is become, has become you. I'm not going to fear for you. You, you are with me. And you will protect me. We're going to look at that in another week. So there's one last valley you need to go through. And it's the valley in Joel 3.14. Look up here on the screen. Multitudes, yet multi yes, multitudes, are in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. You're in it right now. Before you were even born, God knew that you would be here listening to me speak so he could say this to you. This is your moment of decision. This is your valley of decision. You're going to decide for me or against me because it's going to decide everything else in your life. Make the wise choice. Let's bow our heads. You're in the valley of decision whether you're listening to this on the internet or the radio or in a small group study, you're in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near. What are you going to decide? Are you going to decide to say, God, I'm going to follow you, not my plan anymore. I'm going to have you as the manager of my life, not me anymore. I'm going to have you as the good shepherd. Would you make that decision right now? Pray this prayer. Dear God, I know that valleys are a part of life, that they're inevitable. I've been through a lot of them, hills and valleys, highs and lows, ups and downs. And I know I shouldn't be surprised when it happens. I know that valleys happen to everybody. I know that they're unpredictable, that I shouldn't even brag about tomorrow since I don't know what the day is going to bring forth. And Lord, as we've looked at your word today, I see some of these valleys, valleys I've been in will probably be in again. The Valley of Siddim, where I've tried to run from something, 
tried to avoid the battle. I've slipped, I've fallen, I've gotten stuck, and I'm in the pits. And I've had a public failure. And Lord, I, I've, I've been in that valley of Eshkol too, the valley of fear where I've got to either take the risk and move forward or fall back and retreat in defeat. And Lord, yes, I've been in the valley of Elah where I've had the conflict and I've faced the giant problem and maybe you're facing it right now. And some of you would say, Lord, I'm, I'm in the valley of Baca. I'm all dried up. I'm barren. I'm arid. I don't feel anything. Or I'm weeping and I'm grieving. And I'm in the valley of grief and barrenness. Say, help me to remember that I'm not alone. That when I go through it, you go with me. You'll be with me. And I'm saying today as a declaration, God's presence is all I need. I've made the sovereign Lord my shelter. Help me to remember that you have a good purpose for even the bad things that happen in my life. You turn them around and you use them for good. God, I'm asking you to transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. I want to be a hope dispenser. I want to be an agent of hope in the world. And when I start to get fatigued and the tunnel seems long and the valley seems dark, help me to remember that the reward will last forever. And our present troubles are really quite small and they're not going to last very long. But they're producing an eternal glory that will last forever and is greater than anything we can imagine. Jesus Christ, I'm asking you to be my good shepherd. I take the hands off the wheel of my life and I ask you to sit in the driver's seat, be the director and the manager of my life from this day forward. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, that you are not just the God of the mountains. You're the God of the valleys. You're the God of my valleys. And so I honor you and I want to love you the rest of my life. In your name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody. And why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered right to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, is God always good? What about during times of pain and suffering? Even during difficult times, God wants to comfort you. He wants you to rest in His promises. That's why Pastor Rick created the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study Book. In this one-of-a-kind spiritual growth tool, you'll dig deep into Psalm 23. Here's Rick to tell you more. 
Psalm 23 is one of the most popular passages in the Bible. In fact, you can probably recite some of it yourself or even all of it. But here's the problem. Psalm 23 is so well known, we often miss the depth of the message to us. You know, this psalm isn't just about trusting God to get you through dark days. It's about living in the abundant and eternal goodness of God in every day of your life. How God looks out for you every single moment of your life. Now, to help you go deeper into Psalm 23, we've created a brand new resource called Living in the Goodness of God. It's a guided experience. And this Bible study tool will help you learn how to trust God's goodness in every single area of your life. Now, as you go through this study, we've designed it so that you practice meditating on God's Word. And as you do that, I hope your focus will shift from your fears to the Father. And you'll learn that God wants to give you a life of confidence, even in your darkest moments. He wants to give you assurance, even when you feel alone. He wants to protect you. He wants you to have a life that is influential and abundant and uses the grace of God to reach other people for Christ. God wants to give you a life filled with generosity and with hope. All of that is in Psalm 23. Now, this book, Living in the Goodness of God, a guided experience, is filled with biblical truths and practical lessons and application exercises and a lot of space for you to even write down your own response at what God is teaching you on that particular day. It's bound in a soft, leather-like material and includes beautiful artwork. It's a comprehensive study that I believe will help you grow spiritually this next year. Now, I'd like to send you this study of Psalm 23, Living in the Goodness of God, when you give a gift to Daily Hope today. You know, I really appreciate all of your prayers, all of your support, and all of your financial gifts that help us keep this ministry on the air. Because of you, we're able to reach more and more people around the world with the hope of Jesus. Thanks a lot, and God bless you. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.